Welcome to Tech Live. Stephanie Christopher here, CEO of the Executive Connection. We connect leaders with a trusted network of people who help them succeed. Our guest today is Danielle Jorgensen, an experienced executive who's worked in Australia, China, and the US with leaders across a range of industries with a particular focus on transformational leadership for both the individual leader and the organisation, which makes Danielle perfect for our conversation today on the moments that matter for a CEO. Danielle Jorgensen, welcome to Tech Live. Thank you, Stephanie. It's lovely to be here. Oh, good, good. Great to have you here. So at what point or at what moment do you find a CEO puts their hand up for help? I think the challenge that a lot of CEOs have is understanding in the moment that they need help. Okay, tell me more about that. One of the big changes that I've seen happen in in leadership mm. and in being a CEO, especially over the last decade, is it is less um, commander-in-chief uh-huh. and more enabler. Mm-hmm. So less command and control and more enabling your team, Mm. enabling your stakeholders. Mm. So that's interesting about enabling your your team Mm. and your stakeholders. That brings up a lot of challenges for a leader because the context can shift so quickly. Yes. And how do you find CEOs deal with that of having to switch from I mean, enabling people in this um, strategic sticking to the plan approach and then wham, something unexpected comes. And how can a CEO keep enabling their team when they're dealing with an emergency or something completely disruptive? Versatility is one of the big um, changes in traits and experience we're looking for in CEOs today. Mm. And there's not that many CEOs that are well-practised at this versatility at having to switch. And is that that a new skill set for most CEOs or are you seeing CEOs who are naturally more agile or versatile being successful? Some are more naturally uh, agile, but they haven't necessarily had to use it. Right. Give me give me an example of that. Well, in the last probably decade, but yeah. certainly in the last four years, yeah. we are more affected by external events than we ever have been before. Mm. So mm. this is understanding the VUCA mm. world that we work in, right? So um, they haven't necessarily had to use that versatility. Mm. It's been the one version, the one standard version of this is the, the cutout version of what a CEO looks like and this is the laundry list of skills that you need to have. Yes. So now it's what I mean by saying CEOs are not, it's less command and control Mm -hmm. and more enable is you have to look at the transformational leadership skills within your team. You have to look at how you can work across your team and stakeholders to tap into those skills and that expertise that you don't have. Okay, that's really interesting. And do you know it's something I hear a lot of CEOs of mid-sized business working on? Right. Leading through their team rather yes. than doing it all. So, yes. so we're all on the right track. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about that 
enabling as a CEO. Yes. And then let's get to what are some of the moments as a CEO that you're going to really need to lean into this versatile approach. Right. So you get to be the leader and the CEO or you found your business that you own it because you've got something that you're really, really good at. Yes. And in an organisation it might be galvanising your team. Mm-hmm. And you're good at getting people on board and you're you're good at showing them the way. How does a CEO switch from that maybe natural skill set mm-hmm. and learned set of behaviours to really enable the team or to lead through their team? One of the things that uh, modern leaders should look at is that not all of your best talent is reporting directly to you. Ah, interesting. Go on. So not all of your best talent is in your ELT mm-hmm. or your executive team. Yep. So with contemporary issues, for example, technology issues, you're finding a lot of that expertise is dotted throughout your organisation. So a CEO also has to really lean into becoming the chief people officer, Mm -hmm. understand where the talent lies, Mm -hmm. understand where the expertise lies across your organisation or across your business. So you are able to tap into that Mm. for sure. That's one way that uh, CEOs can look at being able to flip because yeah. they have that accessible. They know who they can call on. So how can a see? and I really like that idea, mm. and I can see how it's possible if you've got less than 50 people in the team. Yes. How can you do it as your business starts to grow and you're hitting 100 team members or 200 team members? How can you do that? You're relying on your key leaders or your key reports yeah. to act in the same way. Ah, okay. To find out for you. And you're also, this is one skill that CEOs absolutely have to develop. It is less of the I have all the answers, I'm mm. the tough CEO, and more of my capabilities lie in asking the tough questions. Mm-hmm. If you're not developing your listening and questioning skills mm. to find this information out, mm. then you are falling behind. Mm. That That's really interesting, that mm. um, being the asking leader, asking the tough questions. Yes. Yes, not having the answers. Yeah, right. It's a, it's a it's a flip and it's quite a different skill. Well, who has all the answers anyway? Yeah, well, that's right. Mm. So getting back then to the, the kind of um, critical moments in the life of a CEO. So we've talked about one of them being disruption, yes. when something disrupts you as, a, as an organisation or you personally as a leader. What are some of the other moments that that come up for CEOs? I think decision-making broadly. Yeah. Yeah. A skill that I work with, with a lot of leaders, the skill that I work on them with is 
investigating your emotion in decision-making. Okay, okay. Emotions aren't the enemy of decision-making and emotions certainly are you are not able to keep your emotions out of decision-making. I don't know if you've heard this in the past about having, you know, we want to make an unemotional decision. <laughs> We've got to be objective We're here. We're going to be objective. I'm, I really hate to break it to you, but that is impossible. Right, right. If you're going to have people in the room and if you're a person. Exactly, yes, right. yes, if you are alive. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So looking at investigating your emotion around decision-making. So this, mm-hmm. this cuts across all of these different areas. Yep. And these, are, these are your ability to, to handle yourself and develop emotional agility within moments. Mm-hmm. Emotional agility within moments is understanding what you're feeling and understanding what, how you typically respond. Okay. Tell me more about that. Investigate. So emotional intelligence, we all pretty much know what that is. It's being able to read the room, understanding Mm. people, but we are absolutely looking for more than that. Mm. Emotional agility is understanding what you're feeling following and what your thoughts are following that feeling and then what your reactions are. So you are looking at what is typically happening and how you can manage that Mm. to change your response So can you give me an example of how that could play out for a CEO? Yes. A CEO might be challenged in making a decision. For example, they might find that their leadership team is stuck Mm. on, you know, reaching an impasse or stuck on moving in a certain direction, which I know happens very frequently. Yes. Yeah. So um, a a kind of three-step process that you can follow is the first thing is to actually determine what the decision is that you need to make, Mm -hmm. first of all. Yeah. And that can be a range of different things in this situation. Um, The decision, so if your team is at an impasse, the decision might be which way to go. Yeah. The decision might be... Who? What talent do I need to manage in mm-hmm. this situation? The decision might be someone in my leadership team's not performing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So there can be several different decisions. Yes. Investigate, interrogate yourself, in, uh, have a look at the emotion that you're feeling around that decision. Mm. It might be frustration, yep. guilt, shame, yep. anger, yep. boredom, right? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine it's guilt. Yeah. So I love boredom, right? <laughs> yeah, it's fairly rare as a CEO. I guess I'm just it is rare. About during yeah. the day to think, I'm just really bored. Yeah. But anyway, play. Yeah. Go on. Go I on. recognise I'm totally dialing it in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Fair. Fair call. Okay. So imagining that it's guilt. Yeah. Naming your emotion helps in this situation to yourself. To yourself. Oh yes. Uh, thank to you. yourself. Yeah, yes. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> Hi, team, I'm feeling guilty. No, <laughs> naming it to yourself yep. because you understand what is stopping you making a decision yep. or the patterns that you might be falling into. Yes. Say, for example, you know the decision you need to make is to move someone from the leadership team on, yep. that they're not performing, they're disrupting, they're not a right cultural fit. They have to. You have to recognise the talent decision you need to make. But you feel really guilty about doing that. Mm. And so you are using that guilt to stop you from making the right, the best decision in that moment. Really interesting. And when you say 
what was the bit you said then about recognise the emotion yes. and the thoughts that happen afterwards? Yes, yes. A lot of leaders that I work with don't understand or recognise their trigger points. Right, okay. And I know this is a mm. term that's kind of thrown around a little mm. bit, but it 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 does mm. apply to us in mm. understanding what situations do you know are going to trigger you to have a type of reaction? Mm. Mm. Do you know of any? Mm-hmm. But, yeah. <laughs> How about I tell you some of mine yeah, first? Yeah, some, some of yours and I, I'm just mindful of people who listen to me. <laughs> okay. I am triggered by, the, by perceived, I've learnt to say perceived, entitlement. Yeah. I know that if, if I feel someone's acting in a, it's not fair, I'm owed this, I have, a, I have a pretty standard reaction. I'm very short with them, usually quite sarcastic and rude, and I don't listen very well. So I recognise that that is potentially going to happen in situations and I practice pausing mm. and developing a response. Mm. So you recognise the instant reaction that you're having. And here's the secret. You, you can't control your emotions. Yeah. Right? So we have reactions. We've got developed reactions. That's that's all okay. What is within your control is deciding a different response might serve me better in this situation. Boy, it's hard in the moment. It's very hard in the moment. I can't think of words to put into it, and so I probably won't go into it too much, Mm -hmm. but I think about an environment where I'm triggered and I'll usually, you know, say something, oh, look, thank you for saying that. I'm just doing anything to buy some time. That's okay, yes. And to hear my voice, Mm -hmm. it's not breaking, you sound okay, you're in control, Mm -hmm. you've got this, thinking madly Mm. what's going to be the next thing that comes out of my mouth because it's going to have a huge impact. It is absolutely going to have a huge Mm. impact, yes. And the way that you, those tools that you're using Mm. sound great. Mm. Pause is okay. My face is showing exactly what I'm thinking. (laughs) So this is not during a poker game, I take it? No, no. Poker probably triggers me in some other sort of way. Games games trigger me, actually. you games, yeah. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. so... There's so much going on and I'm hearing what you're saying about recognising your emotion. Yes. Managing it. Yes. And recognising what the thoughts, what your natural thoughts are going to be there. Yes. So there's two moments that really matter here we've come up with. One is as whatever the context, command and control is rarely the go-to approach. Rarely. Versatility and enablement. The second one is another moment that matters as a CEO is when you are experiencing an emotion or in the vernacular being triggered Mm -hmm. and how you're recognising and responding to that. Yes. What's another moment that matters for a CEO? Preserving and safeguarding your energy. Yes. Particularly, you know, that's been a big thing over the last three years, hasn't it? Or any time when there's a ramp up. So how do CEOs do that? It's understanding what you put your energy into yes and what is what is important what is urgent what is worth your time what is worth somebody else's time mm. and and the moments are knowing those things mm. deciding this is not where i make the best impact yeah this is not the best use of my time that's 
That's what really matters. It takes more investigation and interrogation of self, mm. my favourite mm. thing, yeah. to understand so you can have a look at, perhaps even look at how you're spending your time over a week, two weeks, a month, and you can really see where you might be absolutely spreading yourself and you're not safeguarding your energy. Mm. There's a couple of reasons that you need to, to safeguard your energy. One is so you do your best work and mm. you're really fulfilled at work. Mm. Another one is the necessary focus on health and well-being mm. for your team and in the workforce, mm. and that really has to start with you as well. Yeah. And I think I think there's mental energy as well. Yes. Because one of the things as a CEO, mm. there's so much on your mind. Yes. And, and you, you know, you wake up at three in the morning with something on your mind or you wake up at six in the morning and what comes straight into your head. And for me, managing my energy as a CEO is thinking some things, I'm not even going to think about that. Yeah. That's, that's now or it's a year out or it's five years out or it's someone else's issue. But I think that's as big a thing as physically managing how hard you work. Agreed. I think even harder is managing your mind. I agree. There's a couple of a, a couple of ways, a couple of tools, a couple of ways you can look at this. I love this live um, coaching on Tech Live. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you ever schedule time in to think? It's really hard. Mm. It is. Because so, people are talking at you while you're thinking. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, they are. Okay. Remember when we were young, when we got bored? Mm. Yeah. We don't have any opportunity mm. to ever get bored anymore. Mm. Even if you're on a commute, if you're on the train, you're listening to a podcast, like True Crime, yeah. um, or you're reading a book or you're making that time yeah. to make phone calls yeah. or we live in this sort of expectation of busy, busy, learning, multitasking, growing, learning, making yeah. use of your time. Yeah. Yeah, and we are so conditioned out of valuing time to think. Mm. Yes. So that's one thing that you can start to try to introduce, even if it's just one or two hours a week, where you block out nothing. Mm. This is time for nothing. Another trait that you can develop is humility. Mm -hmm. Humility is very important in CEOs today, I think, and that certainly in, in transformational leadership. Humility means you understand where your strengths are Mm. But you also understand that you are absolutely fallible. Mm. So as you were talking about, I'm not going to think about that. Mm. Well, maybe that's because that's not my strength. Yeah. I'm, I'm fallible in this area. Yeah. Um, I need to develop and grow and I have, because I fully understand where all the amazing talent is across <laughs> my team, I can rely on other people to do that. Do you know, it's really interesting when you... I never schedule time to think, mm. but if I'm going for a walk mm -hmm. or it's on, it's when you're on your own, isn't mm. it? Yes. And something that comes into your head mm -hmm. and you think, actually, that might be it. The saying, you get your best ideas in the shower, oh, well, I was going comes to say from it. somewhere. Huge. <clears throat> yes. Yes. And if you're not giving, if we're not giving ourselves the, the space and time to be creative, okay. and to me, creativity is not an output. It is a process. It is joining the dots. Right. So if you're not giving your mind time to join those yeah, dots. Yeah, I love that, joining the dots. 
it's not going to happen. And dot joining, another another opportunity for dot joining is perspective and um, other people. Yes. And, you know, and I experienced it yesterday. I was actually at my tech group. Mm. And I was listening to someone speaking and and at first I thought, oh wow, this is this is a lot. This has got nothing to do with me, boy. My my context is so different. Right. And then I started joining the dots. Mm. I thought, I know what I'm hearing here. This is something I experienced ten years ago. This is exactly something that I experienced ten years ago. And once I made that connection, mm. number one, I think it helped the person I was talking to. But I started, my brain then kicked into other dots that I could join for what I've got going on. Yes. Yeah, I think it's really interesting, that idea of um, time to think. And, you know, I just think time to sleep as well, just turning off your brain as well from what's going on. Yes. Okay, so let's let's regroup on what we've got on mm-hmm. moments that matter for the CEO. So we've got command and control isn't going to work. It's no. enablement and versatility, yes. um, knowing your emotions and managing them in every situation, mm-hmm. managing your own energy, yes. physical and, and mental. mental. Yes. What's the last one? Understanding that the CEO job is very lonely. Mm-hmm. And that, that won't change. No. It has to be lonely because you need to have perspective and objectivity. Yes. And you can't get that from within your team. No. It's not fair it apart from not. anything else. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. However, in when you're looking at versatility and managing through really complex times, unvarnished, diverse perspective is crucial. So that's this idea that the job is bigger than you. Absolutely. So if you, so a, a moment is choosing to hear perspective, yeah. wanting to hear perspective yeah. about yourself and about the world mm. and choosing how you can get that, how that can happen. Do you know what's interesting again, and again, it was in my tech group yesterday, it's so mm. recent, which is it's why it's my example. Um, a member said, look, I've got a presentation on X mm-hmm. topic. Mm. I don't know if that's relevant. It was outside everyone's sphere. Yeah. And, you know, I said, I like knowing what's going on in the world because I think it's really important. Yes. And again, Everything relates to your own experience because everything is joining the dots because we all have such a big scope of things that we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. So that's really interesting that, that the job is bigger than you. It's all on you. <laughs> yes, but it's not. So <laughs> it, is, it is on you in, a t- in, in terms of being responsive. Right. It's not on you in terms of having all the answers. I do know you said responsive. It's funny. I thought you were going to say responsible. Yes, but I think being responsive is more important hmm. than being responsible. It, it fits into everything that we've already been talking about in being responsive to your emotions, being hmm. responsive to your team, responsive to external events that are affecting us more than ever before. Hmm. Absolutely responsive. Yes. And understanding that, um, believe it or not, um, this was a hard lesson for me, you're not the star of the show. (laughs) Contemporary CEOs are not the centre. Right. They're not the star. They're the enabler. They're the responder. They're the person with perspective and objectivity. Mm. 
how do you decide what are going to be the most valuable perspectives for you as CEO? Making sure, I think, that they are diverse. Ah, okay. And what trusting, do you mean by diverse? Trusting that they're unvarnished. Trusting mm-hmm. that they, trusting that they're reliable. That it's with your best interest at heart. That it's clear and kind. Mm. And diverse in that if when we're talking about the the, the creativity mm. and the joining of the dots, yeah. you know. The famously the most creative people were polymaths like Leonardo da Vinci, mm-hmm. for example. So we're talking people who are maybe a chemist and also have studied English language and literature and maybe a baker as well. Mm. That's really challenging these days, especially after we're coming through that, that sort of period, if you're of a certain age, of having to really niche. Yeah. So it's hard for us ourselves to have that. Yeah. You have to have that externally. Make sure your network isn't everyone that's in your tiny little echo chamber and funnel looking exactly like you and sounding exactly like you. Yeah. Or people just telling you you're right all the time or you're great all the time, which isn't really helpful. Yes, that is not helpful. Mm. It's up to you to decide. Mm. It is up to it is up to how do you know experience, having diverse perspective. Um, using your skills to assess based on all of that, Mm. essentially and eventually you have to decide Mm. yourself. I'm really interested, Danielle, in the frame you've taken on the moments that matter. Yes. It hasn't been when you start a new job or it hasn't been when um, business is booming or business is struggling. I I really like that. Mm. You're talking a lot about the moments that matter being a CEO. Yes, And I think that that's so valuable and I think it's hard for CEOs because they can think that is introspective or perhaps self-indulgent. Oh, self-indulgent. I don't have time to do that. Yeah. I can't focus on myself. I'm too busy doing everything else. Oh, yes, I hear that all the time. Yeah. Mm. Mm. And what I'm hearing from you with, with these not so new, some new, but well packaged mm. concepts. Yes, is that this is going to make you a better CEO, yes, and a more successful CEO, mm. which will allow you to hire more teams, better people that you can enable. <laughs> uh, well, yes, if you the 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 idea of understanding your own emotion and responses with that emotional agility. Once you have learned to recognise and see that in yourself, yeah. boy, oh boy, does that make you well-equipped to see it in your team, Yeah, to understand the way your team is responding and reacting in different situations mm. and to get the best out of them mm. and to understand how to manage and lead a diverse team as well. Mm. Mm. I think that that was um, a slightly different tech live. It was, it was very thoughtful was really interesting to hear your perspective on this and to, and what shone through, Danielle, was the way that you have clearly worked with leaders in so many contexts yes. and you found some very similar themes. Many, yes. Yes. My, my favourite approach, coined by Edmund Hillary, is it's not the mountain that we conquer but ourselves. Nice. And that for me is you, you can't start and practice transformational leadership within your organisation until you transform yourself. 
interesting and um, some some thought-provoking concepts there and I love it all coming back to perspectives and, and diverse perspectives as well. So that's it for today. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure, Stephanie. So that's Tech Live for today. CEOs are in the business of making decisions and leadership is the art of execution. I'm Stephanie Christopher and look forward to talking to you next time. Music